Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome Welcome to to Outbound Outbound Metrics. Tae Woo Kim is the co-founder of Get Sales Fox. Get Sales Fox is software for building and automating sales pipelines. Sales development reps, Growth hackers, business developers, agencies, and marketers use Get Salesbox to build a hyper-relevant list of sales prospects and automate much of the grunt work related to sales outreach. Taewoo, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Are you ready to dive in? Yes, sir. Awesome. Glad to have you. How does Get Salesbox get results for its customers? Well, first off, we use so we try to basically get rid of all the grunt work. So we try to automate a lot of the stuff like, you know, data extraction, like, you know, looking for leads and, you know, using social media to find your, you know, what's your ideal, you know, client profile might be. So we do a lot of the grunt work that you might outsource to your self-development rent, for example. Um, like, you know, if you're running a small shop, you know, you don't have the luxury of hiring, you know, like due to whatever, like I've seen as high end, like 15 people on a like mm-hmm. mid-sized company just to do like data crunching and just, putting stuff in Excel and stuff like that. So we try to automate most of it. And also there's the, not just building up the lead, but also doing the outreach, right? Like, you know, sending out follow-up stuff, like do LinkedIn, social, email, you know, SMS, whatever it is, whatever your sequence is. We try to automate most of it. So basically it essentially comes down to a bunch of doing a couple of clicks to generate the leads and doing a couple of more clicks to basically send other campaigns in an automated fashion so that you're not like just doing this Stuff. So you focus on things that really matter. So, you know, doing sales calls, doing the presentations, you know, your value those, props. Stuff. Those right. revenue generating activities. Correct. Got yeah. it. So get sales box, help sellers spend more time selling. Got it. Correct. Now there's yeah. similar products on the market for building data or for gathering data, building lists, doing outreach. Sure. What would you say makes get sales box unique or why should someone choose that? Sure. The two things, the first one is the gathering of data. A lot of times these guys already gather this data, like it's the data, the data stale, right? Because the internet, mm-hmm. like people don't keep their jobs for years, right? Sometimes they ch- keep their job for like months and they quit. Frequently. Yeah, we, we basically give the uh, user the ability to generate your own lead source. Like, so you basically, 
become your own sort of lead provider, so to speak. So because you are using fresh data source as a change. So that's number one is that. And number two is the ability to do outreach on a multi-channel and kind of have it a scale. So instead of, you don't have to log into CRM, like log the campaign over and over and over. All you have to do is literally just copy paste the lead information into a spreadsheet and then it'll basically just kick in all the sequences. So it really saves a ton of time. Awesome. So gathering that data and information in real time to limit right. bounce rates and, and wasted outreach and then doing right. multi-channel outreach. Do you guys do phone, LinkedIn? Yeah, email, social. We also do ringlets, voicemail, SMS. Okay. Nice. I mean, some of it might not be relevant to everybody because some people don't want to get SMS from like people that you know, never heard of, right? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's basically up to you to use your discretion. Gotcha. But all the tools are there. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Who's who's the ideal customer for SalesFox or Get SalesFox? Well, we're sort of broad, so we're like sales enablement, right? So, I mean, I don't know any business that doesn't do sales, but I, I guess if I had to choose, I guess it would be like a tech type company, like a startup, uh, like small. I'd say like five to five to fifty. Mm -hmm. like actually, I, I mean, we even have a lot of solo guys too. Agencies that do lead generation work for the companies, like marketing, like social media marketing type companies. And we currently have a lot of real estate investor type guys as well, too, because they do a lot of outreach to homeowners. Sure. Gotcha. Right, right. Okay. People who are already doing outbound selling. In some Correct. Capacity. Correct. Awesome, man. So uh, let's go into the case study that you brought in for us today. Uh, sure. Let's start off. What industry is this uh, client or this uh, customer in? Sure. Get Salesbox, it's, uh, I haven't gotten the permission from anybody to like, public release their data. So we'll, I'll share the data that we run internally for mm -hmm. our own, like other web properties that we run. So this is a real estate site. Basically we sell information about when properties catch fire. Uh, so apparently this information is very profitable for a lot of people. So I don't know if you guys seen those, like we buy houses, like billboards. Yeah, we buy we houses. Um, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So these guys, I mean, they love this type of data because it's time-based. It's like, you know, if you had a fire, you got to do something, right? You gotta, you know, fix your house, sell your house, do something. So it's highly relevant, high intentional uh, data. Yeah. So we sell, we try to promote this data to like Facebook ads. We try to like do networking events. I mean, we try to like we try to do everything. We try cold calling, but we didn't really have much luck until we started doing outbound email combined with phone call. So this is. Can I share this site here? Yeah, and while you're doing that, yep. doing that, one thing I just want to drill down or uh, double click on the uh, industry here, selling data on when yep. properties catch fire. So, like, who, what types of businesses would be interested in this? You said companies who may want to buy a property that's distressed, like caught fire, right? Right, right. So I really caught there for a second. But I'm trying, you're asking like, what is my ideal customer profile for this specific well, internet property? Right. Like I assume people who may want to buy the distressed property, maybe an insurance, maybe insurance companies or who? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. So there's a couple. So there's guys that literally just buy houses and just to fix them up and sell them. And there's guys that buy it and then they will flip the house. Like they will just buy it as is and then flip to another guy mm -hmm. who will actually fix it and sell it. And there's insurance adjusters, the guys who actually fight for you for insurance payout. And the contractor guy who actually will go and like fix the stuff, you know, fix the house for you. So those are the three sort of the biggest categories of people. Got it. Right. So we've got an idea of like the customers for this data. How 
take us next. Like, how are you building your outreach list for this? Where do we go from here? Sure, sure. So the the first thing that we do is we there's a lot like a lot of real estate investing. There's a lot of forums and groups out there, you know, that actually have affinity groups, right? Like the people they basically self-select themselves, saying, "Hey, I want deals doing real estate," and they will usually like post in a real estate group somewhere. So right now, Facebook is a huge source of that. And what we so what what I do is we go with get our web extraction tool. We're able to figure out who and actually their contact information as well. Because oftentimes a lot of these um, real estate investor type guys will drop their information because they want to be, you know, they want people to email them with leads and stuff. Gotcha. They're in the Facebook group. Yeah, I'm here. They're in the, they're in the Facebook group and you're gathering their information from the Facebook group. They're looking for this info, this data that you have. Right, correct. And that, that's one channel. And the other one is uh, LinkedIn groups. LinkedIn groups are super highly relevant. I mean, this actually, we tested this with uh, multiple groups that are super duper um, targeted as well. Gotcha. So two main sources, pools of uh, prospects to gather, Facebook groups and LinkedIn. These people are actively looking to buy this data. So you got a hungry audience and you know where to find them. So you're using Get Sales Box to build a list of these people from the groups. Are you, are, are, and, 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 and through that process, are you, are you just pulling everyone who's a member? Or are you looking for people's posting specific stuff? In, in the initial touch, well, there's a couple. Because we don't sell this data to everywhere, like we don't have coverage in the entire 50 states. We only have coverage in, I would say, like top 15, 20 states. Yeah, so we are we are selective about which group that we extract information from. So that's number one. And two is like you know obviously we, we can't reach up. You can't really message people on Facebook uh, in a bulk like scale because Facebook they're super paranoid about people spamming the system, right? Yeah. So yeah, so we have to be uh, if we so right now get Salesforce has the ability to extract posts and look for emails. So that's a major major. Um, Sort of a limitation at the same time. I mean, it like save you like literally hundreds of hours of doing research. Yeah, because right? typically someone would go through, find that information, put it on a spreadsheet manually, or have some pay someone else to do it manually. Right. This this right. would ju- this just pulls that info. It's in there. Right. And one thing I didn't ask, I wanted to ask real quick: the 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 URL of your site, just for the the audience who's listening and didn't see the uh, screen share, so they can check it out. You mean for the real estate site, or it gets off? Uh, for the real estate site. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, so it is this one. So it's like, I know we're not very creative with the name. It's fire damaged properties, fire damaged properties.com. Hey, if, yeah. if I'm looking for that and I see that domain name, I yeah, know that's, that's what right. I want. So yeah, that's right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Fire damaged properties.com. Right, right. Okay. Pulling this information, Facebook groups, LinkedIn, and putting in a criteria filter there for specific states. Right. Right. So now you've got this list of people, you know, that they have what you have, what they're looking for and that you can sell to them because they're in the right States. Where do we go right. from here? Right. So the, the first is the initial, which I mean, there's a whole bunch of different people out there like saying like, you should say all these things, but we found out that our best response rate and actually not just the response rate, but in terms of a like continuity to the next steps of the sales process. We just ask like short question, like, hey, do you do this? Like, we'll say like, hey, you do fire damage properties, like it's part of your deal flow. And that gets a super high response rate. Like, I don't know if you want to talk about numbers now, but I mean, 
significantly higher than the other ones that we tested. Like we'll write like basically like four paragraphs and people are like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. So, so basically so when we keep it short and like, we'll just like, it's almost like, you know, if I'm talking to somebody at a bar, like, Hey, you do this. And they're like, yeah. And then the conversation kind of keeps rolling. Got so it. we just, yeah, we do that on a sequence space. So we would do like uh, day one, uh, sorry, sequence one on the first day, sequence two. So we kind of want a sort of like an exponential sort of sequence. So like day one, sorry, day one is, sorry, the first one is day one. Day sequence two is like day three. Sequence three might be like day six, right? It's supposed to be two days apart. The second, second one is three days apart. The third one is like, four. so it's kind of like, you know, kind of like a longer sequential sort of delay, so to speak. That, so the, um, the, the further you go, then we haven't tested rigorously enough, but we did tend to find that. Right, right. So we noticed that. Them. Right. So as you, <laughs> if you go too aggressive, I mean, there's a trade-off, right? If you go too aggressive, yeah. you lose your as a, you lose your email, right? It's mm -hmm. going to go to spam. If you go too far, obviously you're going to lose their audience, right? So it's kind of a trade-off, uh, but we did tend to notice that. Past touch seven, it was almost kind of pointless. I don't know if it's, it's probably my niche, but because the guys that yeah. tend to do this type of work, they are younger, I would say. I would say they're younger. So I mean, they have a short, att short attention span, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I would say my, most of my buyers tend to be around, uh, the youngest would be like 35, okay. I guess. It's, it's, sorry, young in the real estate space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it couple of things I want to touch on there is a lot of really good info. Thanks for breaking that down. Um, sure. So you said percentage. So response rates on that initial touch, you're seeing a lot better responses with AR. Do you buy, you know, fire damaged properties or the, the, the way you said it, language you use basically straight to the point. Hey, do you, do you do this rather than a very long explanation of probably who we are, what we do, look how we can help that sort of thing. What was the, like, response rate difference uh, even if just like a ballpark of what you oh saw. yeah so i would say like if you did the long one it's i mean i'd be i'd be amazed to get like five five percent response rate maybe even three like super low but if you do a short quip like short not even 10 words right and the subject line is like something super short like question you get significantly higher response rate. Like, I, mean, I would say within, you know, probably 20 to 30% is not unheard of. Got it. And okay. you touched on something I want to make sure people really understand who are listening to this, who may be new mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. continuity of conversations. Why is it important to get from that first step to that next step and get a response? Uh, sure. Because what happens is the qualification. So your audience, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how complex their sales cycle is, but, our sales cycle is so right now if you look at the website it, you might think that it's like oh you know you just check out and you buy and check on and that's that's the end of the deal right but there is actually more qualification that you have to do so what happens is if your first qualifying answer doesn't sort of connect to the second thing then there's no point in continuing you know so mm -hmm. it's like like for example like hey we have fire damage properties like they're like oh great yeah like where do you live it's like oh i live in north carolina i was like oh sorry dude uh, you know, North Carolina wouldn't cover, right? It's kind of like a wasted effort. So we try to kind of, yeah, we try to kind of give sort of like guide them to the proper direction that they need to go in order to, number one, be qualified and mm -hmm. two, see if they have the budget, right? So, right. So yeah, you're using that, 
mm-hmm. for them to self-select. Basically, you're using that to find hand raisers. Yeah, that's me. Right, right, exactly. What do you got? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, the, the once you get that first response to, now you're in a conversation rather than just I'm emailing you. You got in right. a conversation. Your chances of closing go up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When when we started shifting from like, hey, buy my product, to like just actually just talking to them and be like, hey, you know, what do you need? Like, we got this, but I don't know if it fits you. Mm-hmm. Actually, when we changed that tone, is like, uh, I mean, the closing was so much easier. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I have this, but I don't know if it's gonna fit you. To be honest, that's why I would say right. And they're like, and they're more receptive. They're like, maybe I do need it. Yeah. 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 Right. And I actually think, as like a little sidebar, I think that that's just a, a bigger push towards like more messaging based platforms we're seeing. Like we right. started talking on Facebook messenger, right? Sure. WhatsApp, huge. Look at discord, look at telegram, look how big those platforms are getting. And it's kind of like when AIM used to be big, you know, right. back in the early two thousands, it's like coming right. back around now. So I think that's the wave that you're seeing success riding and that other people can see is like, of these shorter messages that are just getting conversations started or working. Right. Well, I'm, um, I'm surprised you know AIM, man. You look young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my that was my fourth and fifth grade. And actually, longer than that, I think back in, I, I graduated high school in 2007, so we were still using AIM. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I'm yeah. surprised you know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I used to love it. I heard it got <laughs> shut down uh, like a couple years ago, a year ago. It's the end of an era oh, for right. sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. You mentioned those first three touches, day one, day three, day six, past step seven, response rates plummet. So you don't even mess with that. What are you doing for the last four steps? We got day one, day three, day six. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So we, we, um, so we run a couple of sequences where it's combination of, and also combina- combination of email and, do you know Ringlet's voicemail? Have you heard of yeah, but for people who don't know or are listening, tell, tell us what that sure, is. Sure, sure. Okay, so yeah, Ringlow's voicemail is basically, this is a controversial channel because some people think it's like spam. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to talk to the doc in a conversation about whether or not this is a legitimate channel. But basically, uh, Ringlow's voicemail, it literally sends you a voicemail without ringing your phone. It looks like I called you, but you never heard the phone ring, right? So... What happens is people are curious. People are like, hey, my phone has a voicemail like icon. So people listen to it, right? So a lot of, um, I actually got this, we, we sort of picked up on this channel from, we actually, my, my partner used to do a lot of uh, cold calls. And we found that 99% of the calls he called, like he would, he would make never gets connection, right? So right. he would always leave a voicemail. So he just started doing ringless voicemail. And then we just started kind of automating some of it. There's a lot of providers out there, but. Ours is, is the only one where you can sort of automate. So you can actually just like show a bunch of numbers and then you just forget it and they will just kind of do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we would use a combination of emails and ringless voicemails because, well, not all these, but some of the ones that do have phone numbers, we're able to reach on multi-channel because I'm sure, you know, multi-channel is a lot more effective. Like if you message people on email, social, like LinkedIn plus phone, Mm-hmm. I would say the effectiveness is like almost exponential. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Just, just even doing two, like you don't have to go with three, like four, you don't have to go crazy. Right. If you do too many, then you're like borderline creep. Yeah. So we would do, yeah. So we would do a sequence of emails, ringless voicemails, no SMS. Like we are very SMS. You can get into big trouble. So we try not to get into that. 
so and we we tested you know a bunch of different sequences based on those two. So we would do like email, email, ringless voicemail, follow up with maybe two more emails, and then he drops off, and then maybe like a couple months later we'll say like, hey, by the way, remember me? Like, and this is all automated. So this is completely automated. Or you can do something like you know a bunch of emails followed by one finance ringless voicemail. You can say, hey, I try to reach out to you, but you didn't. You didn't call me, you didn't email me back. So I'm assuming you don't want it or something, right? I mean, there's a lot of things you can play with. Like I've seen messaging in the ringless voicemail, the sequence, how often you send it. Uh, we would A-B test this a lot. We would A-B test to see which one gets the best response rate. So what's your best converting sequence? This is actually has nothing to do with fire damage properties, but we actually, there is, this is one thing I can share. So we, there is a real estate investor guy. He runs a pretty large fund. I think he runs close to like eight figures. Like, I mean, he, I don't know exactly, but just based on his headcount that I see, he runs a pretty large real estate fund. So he basically just buys properties and he'll just pick them up and sell them, right? Mm -hmm. well, I can tell you this, just he tested a ringless voicemail option where he just, only thing he tested was between a guy and a girl. That same wording, same everything, like same sequence. He just changed the person to be a woman. And just doing that alone, he got like a 20% bump. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Responses. So, wow. Yeah, those, just 20%. Just for those responses, calls back? Are they text messages? Calls back. Yeah. Okay. Call, yeah. Well, or email. Like he had, he had multi channels. So he had like email, SMS, call, but they were all basically. Calls and some ringless voicemail. They were all kind of forced his email anyway. So, gotcha. Would he? Do you know if he would ask like right. messaging inside that voicemail? What he's asking for? Is he? I'm sorry. Say it again. What is his like um, broadly? What is his messaging in that ringless voicemail? And what is his call to action? Like, is he saying? Like, uh, basically saying, I'm interested in buying a house. Yeah, you you wanna? If you're interested in selling, like, be coming back because I need to buy. They'll say something like, you know, I need to buy something in your property. I need to buy a property in your area in the next four years, like in the next two weeks or something. Gotcha. If you're interested, please sell it. You know? I mean, so, please call me, please call me. And just changing to a female voice. I, mean, I don't know why. It's, I guess people trust women more or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on its face. It's like, well, you know, he's, he's testing the alpha and the beta and you know whichever one won so he's going with that right so right, i think that's yeah, really yeah. interesting because like you know that's 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 something you that's something that's very interesting that i'm sure most people aren't testing right uh, or even thinking about so it's right. a, it's a good idea it's a good creative kind of gets your creative juices flowing and start thinking about that after that yeah, I mean, I like without getting too much of the private stuff, but there's like a couple things that you can consider testing. Like if your audience is like ethnic audience, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Try changing the name to something that they can more relate with. For example, that mm -hmm. that helps a lot. Another one is like yeah. one. Another one is like yeah, just like even voice, right? Because ringless voice making test test voice, right? Yeah. And being calm, right? Being calm versus like. Some people yeah. actually prefer you speak fast, right? right? So there's many things you can do with Windows voicemail. So there's a guy in our system. He gets consistently about 40% response rate. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's a real estate guy. Yeah, like, how, I'm like, how the hell is he? How big, are his, how big are his campaigns? Like, how many um, people? He reaches out to three major uh, DMA. So DMA is a 
I forgot what it stands for. Basically, like New York, New York, New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, also Mass, Massachusetts, and Philadelphia area. Right. And his response rate is pretty unbelievable. Man. Like he's, uh, yeah, this guy knows his stuff. I wonder how. I wonder um, that 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 makes me think about testing different accents too. Hey, yeah. I'm from I'm from Jersey. I'm from the Northeast. I'm gonna speak like that. Oh yes, I've heard people in Boston. I'm from the South. I'm from. You know, oh yeah. The oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the more that they can relate to you, the more that they feel comfortable, right? I mean, that's a huge factor, right? For sure. And yeah. for the audience, DMA designated market area. I should have looked it up real quick because I forgot what it meant too. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a something metropolitan area. I forgot demographic yeah. DMA or designated market area. Yeah, designated market area. That's right. Yeah. So, so you are you are testing. Bring, bring it back to the sequence. You are testing. Email, call, or you, for this email, ringless voicemail are your two main. Are you? Did you mention LinkedIn? Are you are you doing LinkedIn yeah. too? The other sort of segment of our buyers, um, they are so, they're also software guys. You know, they sell software. So these guys are not going to do ringless voicemail. They're not going to do like SMS. So they rely more heavily on emails and LinkedIn. So those are pretty popular channels. So those can also be significant. Those can be also be tested. Like people kind of think like testing is just like subject line, you know, like, right. But there's a lot of things you can do. Like even in the email content, you can add social proof, you know, you can add like pictures of your face, you can add pictures of their face. Like there's, there's many things you can be very creative with these channels. Got it. And have you noticed that when you're testing, do you try to make small tweaks or are you trying to make like big tweaks? Or big changes to see if there's a big thing because so i used to do a lot of advertising online advertising and if you if you test small stuff you will get small results so what you're trying to do is you're trying to look for you're like throwing dark like you're throwing fire into like big sort of void darkness right you're trying to see where you're gonna find this like pot of oil that you can sort of like throw that flick of uh fire and then see where mm -hmm. you can actually get a like, big fire Right. So what you, you want to do is you want to go as yeah. right as widely different as possible, right? Like even almost testing different audience, like the completely different messaging. Maybe talk about different value prop, do completely different times of the day. Like just just go really really different. I mean the the only issue there is that you're gonna need a wide number. You're gonna need a ton of leads to do this, right? But you know, like I don't know what. So it also depends on how wide your market. Your total addressable market. If you're selling like, I don't know, like laptops, right? Your market is huge, right? Market size is huge, but you can't spend a lot of time and money on just one lead, right? right. But if you're selling quarter million dollar systems, then yeah, you can't test like crazy stuff. So right. it is, it's like a trade off. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. Right. Got to keep the end end in mind. Right. Sure. Right. Right. This the the campaign you're running for. That we were speaking about earlier, where you're looking for people who are buying these distressed properties, these right. properties that caught on fire. So that one, day one email, day three email, day six ringless voicemail, and then we're moving into email and email. What days are those on? Just to recap that. So basically, the the days sort of uh, the number of days, the number of days between sequences basically goes from it goes something like it's either two, two, three. Basically, it goes like two, two, then three, four, five, or something like three, three, and then it kind of lags off. So it's basically sort of same number of uh, days spaced for the first three, 
and then it kind of exponentially uh, drags off. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you sort of like a real, real behavior, right? Like he's not gonna just keep annoying the shit out of this person. He's not gonna respond. Right. And so we're doing email, ringless voicemail, main, right. not LinkedIn for this, right? Actually, so not for this specific campaign, mm -hmm. no. Okay. What types of results did you see from this campaign, like campaign stats? And yeah, and what are you, what's your main thing you're tracking? So the first thing is, so, you know, any, multi, any funnels have multi-step. Mm -hmm. so the first one is, we, we track every, every, every one of them. The first one is obviously response rate, right? Like good or bad, you just, uh, but we'll eventually filter out to like positive messages, right? If, if somebody says, I'm not interested, that's not really positive. Right. So, but we just want to know, you, you still need to track this because you have to know if your emails are getting through, right? If your right. emails, if somebody responds, at least it went through, right? So you know that. So the first step is obviously the response rate. And the, 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 the subsequent touches before the sale that we track is actually, so you need to know what your steps are. Like, so for the fire damage properties one, qualification is like, where do you live? Sorry, number one is like, do you do deals? Where do you live? And the third one is like, do you have a budget? So the first to qualify, so every step is sort of the drop off in the funnel. That's what we try. So we try to tweak our messaging based on how we can bump up each of the steps. So like qualifier, we're not gonna, we might ask like, you know, we wanna be like direct, like the budget thing. We might, we're not, we might not directly say, do you have money? You know, we might say something like, we got this, if you, if you get this, we'll give you something else. Right, but it costs this much. Then they're more, they'll they'll respond based on what I offer. Then that's sort of a qualification, right? Um, we have another sales guy. He was like very just to the point. Like, hey, do you have money for this? Right. You know, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was, he used to work. He was, he was a military guy, so maybe he was a little too blunt or something. But it just yeah. didn't work out too well. So you're tracking through this funnel response rate, really the positive response rate. And do you do deals? Where do you live? And do you have budget to buy? Right, um, right. Where do you live? Do you do these types of deals? Like, number one, do you do these types of deals? And number two is, where do you live? Right. And, uh, right. Those two are the sort of the the main sort of filtering uh, mechanism for the the budget part. Where do they? Let's say you know I do these deals. I live in a qualifying state, and I do have a budget. Where do they? Do you get them on the phone from there? Is this something that's done online? How, how does it yeah. So, well, we noticed two things. Number one is the younger guys, like the, I would say under 35. Well, yeah, under 35. These guys don't want, they don't want to talk to you. Like they don't, they just prefer not to talk to anybody. Like even if you call them, even if they say call me, they, they don't pick up. So those guys, <laughs> we will offer the option, but we know they're not going to pick up. So we don't, you know, that's it's just sort of meaningless to us. But if they if they're 35 plus if they express interest then we actually actively reach out and call them even if they say you know like even if they didn't say please call me we will reach out and most of the time it will go to voicemail but we will say like hey we're here and you know we're here for to answer any question you might have because a huge part of this like data business especially in the real estate business there's a lot of fly-by-night operations Sure. So basically, they'll just download some data from some website, and then they'll just like start their own website. And they just you know basically arbitrage. They want to know that there's somebody on the phone that they can contact. So once we started doing that, our conversions rate went up 
like when we just even not talk to them, but then just give them the ability to call me back, that definitely made an improvement in terms of sales. Right, right. Yeah. Scammers probably not going to do that, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So do building you, that trust. Building trust, building relationships, yeah. the call and leaving a voicemail. Where does this conversation typically go from there? Let's say you call them and they don't pick up. You're following up. And like, what happens if they do? Are you? Um, I don't know if this is my audience, but we, I tend to notice that when if you just keep following them on the phone, if they don't respond on the first, if they don't pick up on the first call, they just generally don't pick up. What we did is we we just kept calling on a weekly basis, but it just if they don't pick up the first time, they just you know I mean we we try like reaching out five six times and that was our max, so and they just never picked up. They just prefer voicemail or, you know, they'll say like SMS me some information or something. We will, but we will do it. Um, we just noticed that people prefer to go from, okay, now I, I talk to you. I trust you. So now you can just send me stuff over the web. Right. And we try to actually get their credit card number over the phone and that backfired so many times. We stopped doing it. So we actually said, okay, I had, you know, on the, over the phone, I'll say something like, okay, we have this thing that I can, throw in as a pro as a bonus but you know you gotta i just want you to know you gotta sign up by like this date or whatever mm -hmm. and adding that urgency and i'll say something and I'll, when i get out the phone say hey i'll send you this over the email make sure you check out okay otherwise i can't give it to you that boosts conversion as well too got you so on the phone you're calling out the email channel hey i left you an email with a with a promo with a, with a top some sort of time bound bonus or promo Right, right. And I think people just not feel, they don't feel comfortable giving them credit card numbers, I guess. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, and after that, you have built trust with their, with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the self-serve model just seems to work better for us for this specific campaign anyway. Gotcha. So you're calling them to build that trust. Hopefully you get them on the phone. If not, you're directing their attention towards an email. So your right. next step from there is some sort of time time limited limited time offer correct okay. correct yeah yeah and actually this yeah this limited time offer is in like some it's, it's actually like has a, there's a real dollar value attached to it uh, maybe that's another reason why and this a lot of this fire data stuff is time sensitive so maybe people feel the compelling need to sort of sure. out, i guess yeah uh what is the what is the offer that you've run that you've seen so oh yes um well, I hope my customers don't watch this video, but um, so we sell like old leads, we sell fresh leads. Like when we, when people sign up with the data, they get fresh leads. So like, you know, fires that literally just cause fire. But the uh, time value offer is the leads that have happened in the past that are no longer considered fresh. So some guys actually, like some guys actually make a living just calling like fires that happened like months ago. So, I mean, some guys making like six, seven figures, crazy. Um, so we actually offer that as an incentive. Like, hey, if you sign up now, we give you like these many like aged leads. So Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. So it's more value. Right. Exactly. More getting. value. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I do. I, well, I want to ask real quick uh, what I was thinking about. Just the difference in response rates you see from single channel versus multi-channel. I just want people yep. to... Think about that. What is that typical difference? Okay, so just if you just just emails, right? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I think that is the worst because number one, I mean, you're competing with every scammer on the planet, right? Not just every salesman, but like every other scammer on the planet, right? right? I mean, you're going to come off as being sort of scammy. I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like scammers not going to do LinkedIn, right? I mean, there's too much effort to creating a LinkedIn profile. Right. Um, or you, you see like people do phone scams. They're not going to, I mean, yeah, they might email you or something, but they're not going to add the additional effort to do multi-channel, right? Yeah. So email, uh, I mean, it, I, I don't want to give out like, a universal number, but I it depends on what you sell to, right? Depends yeah. on the urgency, depends on your audience, depends on budget, and just many factors. But I would say if you do single channel e- email only, that is the lowest response rate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I would be surprised. I don't know what kind of stuff your audience sells, but like, assuming I mean you're in tech, there is I saw you in the tech group, so like these guys, are, I'm assuming they're selling something on their sub five hundred a month kind of thing, right? I don't know. Am I wrong? Well, well. I don't know. It could be. It could be a variety of things. I think a lot of people are selling. These people have reached out to me. They're selling. They're selling technology, SaaS, something, some annual annual contracts, multi year deals. Maybe it might be five hundred a month. It could be like a thousand, somewhere around four figures a month. That's probably. About oh that. really? Okay. Be, well, it okay. depends. There's a lot of different people. So whatever you oh, give out, yeah. whatever you give out, I try to make it. Niche okay. Okay. Specific, okay. I'll so. give you specific. All right. I'll give you specific. Right. So if you sell sub uh, sub five hundred dollars a month product or mm-hmm. or, uh, or so, let's talk software only. If you sell right. sub five hundred and you just do plain email channel only, and that's all you do, I mean, getting five percent response rate might be uh, getting five percent might be like doing pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. It might be pretty. I might be doing well. Like I mean, I'm saying that. Getting above that might be a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you do multi-touch, now you're getting probably into the, the teams, right? Okay. Now, if you add customized video outreach on top of multi-channel, mm-hmm. I mean, now you could probably get like 20% relatively, relatively easily. Are you doing that right. on email or on LinkedIn? Yeah, so I can actually give you, there's some stuff I can share. So there's an e-commerce site on our platform. They do... I don't know how much of this I can share, but they do basically SMS and around uh, e-commerce. Okay, um, so they do strictly video outreach. So what they do is they'll outreach to you know uh, e-commerce websites, uh, and you know their plans are really expensive too. It's not like you know El Cheapo like ten dollars a month thing. It's pretty expensive. So they they will do uh, recorded video like this, right? And they'll talk directly to that person. And it, that video is, I mean, you can tell when you look at it, it's just, it wasn't mass produced or anything. It was just like me, you, that dude, and some prospect. One-to-one uh, video. Yeah. Right, right. So this is customized video outreach. I mean, that guy is getting probably 30, 32%, 32 to 35% response wow. rate. On email? Yeah. On email. On email. Right. I mean, yes, there's more work. I mean, first, you got to record the video. I mean, I don't know what kind of videos people do, but you know, there might be some editing involved. That means you got to do research. So each video might take you. So I, we, we're running one right now. I can share this maybe even later on or something. But each video, video editing, recording plus editing, well, research plus recording plus editing took, we did 40 videos and it took, a, took, me, took me, I mean, I, I ran pretty hard to see how fast I could go. Uh, it took me probably around six hours. Wow. You know, just to do 40 videos. Yeah, because you got to research. You got to see like, 
what does this guy do? Like, you know, how does he look? Like, all this stuff, right? First, first name, company is not enough, right? You got to see, like, hey, what are they doing? Uh, but if you do that, you will spend significantly less time chasing deadlies. And these guys will be significantly higher in terms of, in terms of um, response rate. So I don't recommend that you do this for your sort of El Cheapo customers. Mm -hmm. You should probably stick to these guys. For this stuff, you should stick to guys who you know that are going to spend, you know, big bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, right? Yeah. What did you see? What type of uh, response did you see from making those videos? And, and also, how, how expensive is the solution that that one guy on the platform is selling, that e-commerce? Like, he, like, his website, like, doesn't tell you anything. Like, you got only, only thing you're going to get is if you contact the guy to get, to, to get a quote. So, I'm assuming it's in, like, five figures. I'm yeah. assuming. If, right? if, they're not, if he's not showing the price, it's yeah, he's not showing <laughs> yeah. the price, but yeah. like to be, I'll be honest. Like, what he's selling is not like rocket science. I think somebody on on your audience could probably come up with it like in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know. But he's got the sales funnel down, so he actually has like a team of basically video researchers slash editing people in Philippines that are like just crunching out videos for him. So he was sending out, I think maybe I don't know, like. 60 ish maybe 60 70 ish per day now he's going crazy now he's like sending multi hundreds per day wow. and he's targeting some pretty large guys you know he's uh shopify uh woocommerce what's the other ones uh magento or something magenta like there's a couple of big guys you know? right so, so he's selling us he's yes. selling an sms solution for any people in e-commerce or like platforms that support e-commerce like those you mentioned yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. On platforms or on, uh, I, like, I don't know. I mean, he's, I haven't like dug into his software. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like, but the thing is, you know, it's SMS, right? So basically, mm -hmm. more SMS he sends out, the more money they make. Right. So he can charge that value add pricing. Right. You know, but that's why I said it makes sense for him to do the videos because even if a guy signs up and, you know, the first month he paid you 30 bucks, nothing, but then he keeps sending SMS. And then you're able to bill him like 2K, 3K, like whatever, whatever he charges, right? It, it, it's worthwhile for him, right? So yeah. this video stuff, I don't recommend. Like if you're selling like $30 a month thing, like it makes no sense. Just yeah. stick to emails. Yeah. But if you're selling five, six figure, multi-year contract type stuff, yeah, you should do it. Right. But build your foundation first, right? Build that. Correct. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Scale later, build your foundation first. Before you get sexy. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> On to the the re the results, the metrics. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so I'm looking at your uh, question. I wrote some stuff down. Or well, just uh, uh, like if you're tracking open rates, are you? Are you yes. So sponsor the open yeah. rate on our real estate stuff is pretty high. I mean, I can. Okay. It's it's thirty six percent on the email for the most recent campaign that we did. It's honest rate, sorry, I'm not aware. I, I put my notes all over, is 23%. Our qualification in terms of where do you, where do you live? This one is, is high uh, just because the, the tool that we use, GetSelfBox, like we can actually extract from the groups that we want. Right? Like for example, if we're looking for real estate people in Dallas, Right, we're not going to extract from like Seattle, Washington, obviously. Right. When we do this, obviously, uh, we're being targeted. So, 
So I'm looking over here. It's 80, 81% for our geographical qualifications. And do you have the budget? This one, I didn't, I don't want to put a number on because this one is a little bit tougher in terms of like how I, how we qualify the number because we have like some deals in the background. So I don't want to say specific numbers on this one. Kind of might, might not make sense for your audience. So we'll just skip that part for now. Can you say but, if it's like over or under 50%? what do you mean like is it like hat like people who've reached that where you live stage um and you need to get a budget fault like are you asking do they have budget is it yeah because here, here's what happens with this data because if these deals turn if these leads turn to deals then they'll all sign up mm -hmm. you know that's the problem is that a lot of these guys they don't know how to sell you know they don't know how to do outreach a lot of times it's like, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a juggling mind game kind of thing. It's like, they'll say something like, well, I'll pay you if I close the deal, but I don't close the deal. I have to make the money. It's kind yeah. of like a chicken of the egg thing. Yeah. So, I mean, this is another reason why we do qualification because like we try to not go for the newbie real estate guys. Those guys are sort of well, number one, they're not the money. And two, they don't know how to do stuff. You want to find people that are already leveraging data like this and they're looking for a better data source. Right. So they know, like these guys know the value, right? They know the value of data, right? So, and there's nothing, another thing that it was really hard to calculate was because uh, this, the fire damage website, it's also on a recurring, we have a, it's a recurring billing, right? Recurring billing. So every couple of months it renews so that you get the next three months, mm -hmm. six months, whatever. And these guys, some of these guys, actually, one thing that we noticed was like re upselling to the guys who have high, like they spend more with us, upselling to them was a lot easier than guys who've been with us for like three months. Like guys who've been with us for years, upselling to them is like, just send one email, they'll literally buy whatever you're pushing. What right? are, are you upselling them? Uh, like, you know, different types of data, basically more data, usually it's what we offer. But those guys, literally one email, they'll check out, they add it to their plans, you know, no problem. The new guys, there's a lot of more sort of persuasive tactics you gotta use, a lot sure. of more touch points and stuff. So it's a little more difficult to calculate in terms of like uh, the funnel acquisition numbers. So the the, geo, the the geographical qualification was about 81%. In terms of clo closing, I think we're, we're currently at about uh, 4%. What, did you, what was that number? 4%. 4 okay. Yeah, 4%. After the budget. Closing. Yeah. And they are at, um, and those are people who are, so that's four, four out of every hundred people who pass the budget phase, right? Right. And they are, you're closing them not over the phone, but over email. They, they are, don't over, I mean, this is the aggregate, this is the aggregate number. Okay. Gotcha. And then how much does your data cost or how do you sell it? I mean, people can see your website, <laughs> but. It's right now we charge around 300 a month. Oh, sorry, 100. Yeah. It's basically, it's anywhere between 75 to 100 a month. And gotcha. some members stick around only for like three months. Some people have been with us for years, like literally since day one, we, since day one, we outreach, started doing outreach a while back. They're still with us because the value of the data is just so, so great. You know, it's just, I mean, think about it. You just you just do one deal. It pays for 
<laughs> 10 years. Yeah. I mean, years. for people buying properties and selling properties, I mean, $75 yeah. a month, that's something you can make. You can, you don't need to get on the phone with somebody to talk about that. Right. Hey, right. Right. Boom. Awesome, man. Good yeah. stuff. Anything else we didn't touch on that you want the audience uh, to know? Um, about this? Yeah. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your thing. Oh, yeah, one thing I would say is free trials, be wary of free trials because free trials just attract a lot of crappy leads. You know? yes. just, that's one thing. And number two is I would definitely do video outreach. So, like we do, so video outreach that we do, we run through our own platform, Get Salesbox. We have our own little video outreach automation tool there. Uh, I didn't know that it was going to be this effective, like, to be honest. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be effective, but I didn't know it was going to be that effective. So do multi-channel, avoid free trial, and do videos. So those main three, main three things. Gotcha. Awesome, yep. man. GetSalesFox.com. Table Kim, yeah. thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Morgan. All, All right. right yeah, have yeah. a good one. Okay, bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.